faith. I, I just got to confess. I, can you identify with Philip? I can. I can. I could. I could tell you stories of so many times I've. I feel that lack, that deficit, that need, and I have an opportunity to respond with faith. I can tell you so many times I've failed. It. It. it, it I'm ashamed of it. It's like God has given an opportunity to trust Him. Sometimes I, I fail because I know faith is supposed to go in the gap, but I, I fear. I fear of what it may cost me, or I fear what you may think or someone else may think. I'll fear of being seen as reckless. Because faith often appears to some as so. In a few minutes, we're going to ordain two elders, Chad and Caleb. We're going to formally set them apart to serve in the office of elder, to serve with me in overseeing the ministry of the church. We've had them for a while. We're just getting around to ordaining them today. This gap is very real, Chad, Caleb, for them. They don't have what it takes to fulfill this role. They're going to lack the wisdom at times, the insight, the discernment, the strength, the perseverance. They, God's going to ask them to lead us and call us forward. And there's times they're going to say, I lack this God. I don't have this. And it will be tempting for them sometimes to see what God's calling us to do. Do a quick inventory of our resources, our finances, our people, our emotional capacity, our strength. And it will be tempting for them to say, we cannot do that. But they will not lead us in the way of Christ if they do that. They must live in the gap with faith. Later, we're going to pray over our graduates. For the past several years, those of you who are graduates, you've been waiting for this month. <laughs> or maybe you've been dreading it, I don't know. You're kind of both going on at the same time sometimes anticipation as well as fear, but the diplomas they're going to hang on their wall, they're going to quickly discover, discover over the next several months that those diplomas will have failed them in preparing them for the life God has for them. It won't be enough. They're not going to have what they need, and it will be tempting for them, graduates. It will be tempting for you to get discouraged with that at times. Because you're not going to have what it takes. Your, your education didn't do all that for you. It'll be tempting to like want to kind of give up and give in. It'll be tempting for you to trade the vision God has for your life for another one. Like the American dream and make your life about accumulation and the next fun thing. But you must not do that. You must learn to bridge the gap that's coming for you through faith. As the writer of Hebrews says, for it is without faith you cannot please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and he rewards those who diligently seek him. After we pray for our graduates, we're going to commission those who are here with us this morning who are serving overseas this summer. 
In a few weeks, this group's going to enter a week-long rigorous training designed to help prepare them for the summer. Some of us will be there with them, helping them. It's really good training, but make no mistake, they're not going to have what it takes to fulfill God's purposes for them this summer. They're not going to have the cultural awareness. They're not going to have the leadership experience. They're not going to have the relational savvy. They're not going to have the strength. They're going to be tempted at times to allow the relational and cultural fatigue that's going to move into that gap to steal their focus and their purpose and to spend their energy looking for ways to relieve the stress instead of stepping into it with Christ. They're going to be tempted to look to medicate their tired bodies and souls. But I want to say to you, must not take that approach. You must close that gap with faith. Philip failed Jesus' faith test. But that's not all that's going on in this story. Andrew, the brother of Peter, said to him, Here is a boy... Here's a boy. He has five loaves of bread and two dried fish. But what good will they do for so many? You know, Andrew, I don't think he has a whole lot of faith himself. But he does have an idea. He's got an idea. Here's a boy. There's nothing like a boy, is there? Those of you who are one, were one, have one, Watch them run around here. You know, they're, they're part cute. They're part courageous. They're part cowardly. They're part criminal. And they're all squirrel. They're just nothing like a boy. So I think it's awesome that it's the boy that comes into the gap here. This situational crisis going on. Andrew says, I don't know what he can possibly do, Lord, but here's a boy. So here we have this crisis. We have an idea. We have a boy who's got a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread. And that's not very much, to be honest with you. But then they're presented to Jesus. That idea, that boy, that fish and that bread. And they come in the form of a little bit of faith. And then something immeasurably more happens. The gap changes. The gap's there for all of us. It's there for you, for me. It doesn't matter if you're going overseas or graduating. It's there for you and your family. It's there for you and your work. There with your friends. Your business. It's there for us together. Rock Hill, Christian Challenge. You name it, the gap's there. We don't have what we need. We don't have the resources to meet God's vision for us, or so we think. So this is for each of us. The gap is coming. The gap is there. You must step into it with faith. Tell you a story. We've been looking for training in office space for, for a while. And um, went and looked at a space about, I don't know, six, seven weeks ago. And it wasn't really what I had in mind. Then I got another call. I won't name names. I won't embarrass them. I got another call from someone else and said, hey, I found our spot for training in an office. And I was like, okay, where is it? So she starts describing it. And I said, 
I just came from there. I, I didn't, it's not what we need. And this person said, did you go upstairs? I said, I didn't know there wasn't upstairs. And uh, so this person said, turn around, let me show you upstairs. Went upstairs and there's an unfinished room with, not even on the market. And uh, has a couple of walls, but not four. And uh, it's nice to have four. It's not too much to ask, right? And uh, walked up there and met one of the owners and started talking. And it's like, I think God just stepped into this gap in a very strange way. And so we talked about it as elders. We got some input from some other people. And so here's the deal. The room is available to us. It needs like $30,000 worth of remodeling. It gets better. It's not even our space. We're just leasing it. So on the surface, that's like, that's like a dumb thing to do, right? Let's spend thirty dollars to $35,000 on a room that's not ours. That we're, oh, by the way, we're also going to pay rent every month. Well, first of all, the landlord's given it to us for about a six to the market price. And so we think that we'll recover the cost of the remodel in about a year and a half. Then our denomination is stepped forward and said, we'll fund a third of that cost of that remodel. So we got a check last week for $12,000. Then we looked in our bank account and we said, we think we have about that much too as a church to put in it. So now we're inviting you into that gap. We need about $10,000 to finish it. So we'll send you an email this week about how you can give. This message isn't about trying to separate you from your wallet, by the way. It's not what this is. This is an illustration of the gap and how it is with us right now. That's all, all it is. We have other gaps emerging in our community. Let me just list a few. We have people who are, God's put North Lawrence on our heart. We don't know what that means. We just want to be Jesus in that community. It's, it's been there since we've started. We, we now have three people who are, have, have or, or are getting ready to move up there. I don't know what God wants to do up there, but you know what? There's going to be gaps. We're not going to have what he calls us to do. How are we going to respond? We have a retreat coming up the end of July. We have families in this church that won't have the money to afford to go to the retreat. Some of you can afford to help them go. Will you step in that gap and help them? Let me give you one more. William back there, his brother, we, we brought him up several weeks ago. We talked about Joel, his brother. He's in Cyprus. We're trying to help him get out of a not very good situation and to be able to migrate to the U.S. That's a gap. We don't have what it takes to help him get here. But as best I can tell, so far at least, we believe God wants us to help him get here. That's a gap. It's going to cost us. But what God's asking us is faith. Will we trust him? There's going to be many other ways in this. So Jesus takes Andrew's idea and the boys fish and bread. And he says, have the men sit down. And then it says, he took the bread and what? What? Blessed it. And that's where the magic happened. See, the magic isn't the faith. The faith was just the portal. 
It, it opened the door and Jesus takes the bread and blessed it. Now something's getting ready to happen. When God puts his hand on it. That's the most important phrase in the story. He took it and he blessed it. See, that's why we can't do life out of our own ambition alone. Out of our own vision for our lives. We bring ourselves, well, he talks so much about bringing ourselves before God and say, God, help me to join where you're at work. Help me to step into the gap with you. When we experience God's blessing, we experience God's provision. When we enter that with faith, the gap gets filled with God's provision. And then men, seeing the sign he had done, said, this is a true prophet. So, so far, we got Jesus and the twelve and a big crowd. You know what crowds do? They're following Jesus around. They're onlookers. They're attracted, John tells us, by the signs he's been doing, what they're getting from him. But some of that crowd go from crowd to confessing. This is the prophet we've been waiting for. Crowds follow around. Disciples follow There's a big difference between following Jesus around and following him with your life. 